Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, man, the Senators aren't good, but they try. I'll give them that. They definitely try. Um, I I really enjoy uh, Brady Tuchuk. Uh That's that's the Tuchuk bro- or the Kachuk brother they have, right? Which one is it? It's Brady. I sh- oh, man, this is a, what, one hell of a way to start. Uh, yeah, they, they got some players on that team. I, I think J.J. brought it up during their broadcast with Chabot and uh, Kachuk. They have some uh, some pretty good players on that team. While they're a little ways away, they're in a complete rebuild right now. Uh, they go out there and they give full effort, and I think that's kind of the character of the guys they've brought in for this thing. But the Flyers really could have pulled away in this one weren't really able to cash in on all their opportunities, uh, passed up a few scoring opportunities. We've seen that plenty of times before. Uh, Anderson was pretty sharp tonight, I thought. Um, uh, three to two does not really indicate how uh, how much better the Flyers were tonight. But again, credit the Senators. They stayed in it. Uh, you know, they get the opportunity at the end to pull the goalie, but of course take the penalty. So they only get it to five on five there at the end um yeah Michael Roffle won hell of a game after he passed up that uh that prime scoring opportunity I believe in the first period I just said he should sit for that that was egregious just all the room in the world and passing away from the net but he followed it up um both ends of the ice played really well gets the goal from Nolan Patrick Nolan Patrick couple good effort plays good keep by Roffle and then the drive to the net um you know, Limblom continues to shine, just doing all the little things right. Phil Myers, just uh, I love that he's willing to take chances and make a move at the line. You saw it pay off a couple times tonight in terms of creating opportunities for himself. And then you saw him turn it over once. It didn't go his way, but he's a good enough athlete. He's fast enough. He's got enough reach to be able to make up for it. He gets back, cancels the guy out. No harm done. Uh, I, I'm really excited about these young guys. And now I'm sitting here like, yo, are they really going to pull this thing off? Is this going to happen? Are we – am I going to be covering playoff hockey? Like, I have a vacation scheduled for the end of April. I really thought the Flyers season was going to be over. Uh, but here we are, three points out of a playoff spot. Of course, they have two teams to jump at 79 points. I believe Montreal is out and Columbus is in right now, each with uh, – each with the same point total, so uh, we'll see what happens there. But, hey, man, they're in it. They have some real tests coming up, uh, but they should be getting Carter Hart back, and you got to believe that that's going to be a spark for them. He was very good up until he got hurt. Um, you know, had the had a few bad appearances here and there, but we all know he's the one who breathed life back into this, uh, back into this season, and it really took off from there. Um, Man, I'm excited for this Capitals game. I'm excited for this Leafs game. I'm just excited. Uh, It's still slim. I think the chances of them getting in the playoffs are still slim. But from where I was in November and December, to actually sit down and watch a game and enjoy myself for the most part, um, my God, (laughs) night and day, uh, night and day. So let's get to your stuff. What do you all think? Are they going to do it? Do do you – the thing I'm thinking, my number one thought, not my number one, but something that's crossed my mind multiple times. If they make the playoffs with Scott Gordon, does it cloud their judgment on what they should do in terms of the head coaching position? And don't get me wrong, I like Scott Gordon. 
I don't have a problem with Scott Gordon. Like I keep saying, if Quenville decides to work elsewhere and they do a full coaching search and determine that Gordon is the best guy for, for the job, I will have no problem with it. He's doing pretty well right now. I will definitely give him some credit for what's happening. But I also want to know how much of this is just good players playing well. Now you can say he's getting the most out of some of these guys, but this is when these guys are supposed to be coming into their own. Sanheim, Myers, and Myers is you know brand new, but I'm including him because he's been playing well. Sanheim, Myers, Patrick, Limblom, TK. You know, we know that Couturier is good. We know that Giroux is good. We know that Voracek is good. It's the rest of this team that has really turned it on, and it's it's been the turnaround of the season. How much of it is him getting the most out of them, and how much is it they're just good players getting an opportunity? And again, credit Gordon for giving them the opportunity. He could just play Yuri Laterra like goddamn – Dave Haxtall did scratch Oscar Lindblom and play Yuri Laterra because I don't know I'm bad at my job uh, so he could have easily done that and he's not so I'll give him credit for not being terrible um, you know doing things like benching Andrew McDonald or um, you know when they're down a forward like they were again tonight with Voracek suspended what did McDonald they dress seven defensemen but McDonald plays nine forty uh, yeah so it's he's being played like he's the seventh defenseman in a seven D man lineup under 10 minutes again. So I'll give him credit for all those things, but man, how many teams have we watched go on this late season run? It's kind of who they are wildly inconsistent. And then they get to who they are in the most ridiculous way imaginable. This is a bubble playoff team and they are getting there by going on this ridiculous matching Tampa Bay's points percentage run like and Tampa Bay's the best they're on pace for the best season since the 95 96 Red Wings who if you haven't heard were pretty damn good so they just get to who they are in the most ridiculous way possible and I don't want to over credit Gordon but I don't want to discount it because we saw what a bad coach can do and it's what Dave Haxtell did to this team and what he did to this fan base and what he did to overall morale surrounding the entire organization. But are they real? Like, is he coaching them to be this good? And do you think they're really this good or are they just, let's get to you. Let me hear what you think. Did Talbot do something to get ghosted by the team? You know, I, I, Elliot's playing well. I guess they're just going to ride with Elliot. I, I, I wish I had an answer for this whole thing. I, I know Gordon's coaching for his job and coaching for the postseason and everything, but what was the point of trading for Talbot if we're never going to play him? Something about ESPN not covering hockey. While it is true that the ESPN television network has laughable hockey coverage, uh, their online content and ESPN Plus, I will give you a big th- thumbs up on what they do for hockey content. I am a fan of what they do hockey-wise outside of their television network. Um, I, yeah, shameless plug for them. The two-game suspension of Voracek is BS. Yeah, I was, you know, we talked about this after the game. Uh, I didn't like the hit. I thought it was a cheap shot. But, um, man, two games for that is nonsense. After a five... To me, supplemental discipline is when you hand out supplemental discipline when you don't believe 
the call on the ice was enough. If there was no call on the ice or it was just a minor or whatever, they missed it in real time and didn't get the full effect, whatever, then you hand out the fine, you hand out the suspension. To give a guy two games with no prior history for – Listen, I again, I didn't like it, but he was given a five-minute major on the play and was the subject of, like, three runs after that. So I, I don't know. Like, I, throw him in jail. Fuck. Like, I, I, the two games. And Listen, I was one of the most adamant that it wasn't a good play. And I think two games is silliness. I think it is stupid, especially considering things we've seen get one or zero games and we can only hope that this suspension gets reduced. They have very little. Listen, they don't have much of a chance of beating Washington with Jake Forcheck, uh, as we just saw them last week, I think. Um, without them, it is probably not going to go all that well. Uh, let's hope that this appeal goes through. And honestly, even if um, – I hope he continues the appeal, even if it comes after uh, the game on, on – what is it, Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday, I believe. Because – to lose two games pay for that is nonsense as well. Can this be a Craig Berube situation like 13-14 when Lappy got fired and Flyers make playoffs? Yes, there's always something there. Like, it often sparks a team, inspires them when they cost the guy his job. Um, there didn't seem to be that sort of attachment to Hackstall when he got fired, uh, but it does always affect the team in that way. And they will, but this team just makes late season runs. It's what they do more than anything. I think it's, this is just who they are. They are underprepared coming into the season. And then halfway through, they flip a switch and become a very good team because they were a substandard team for the first 40 games. Myers and Lindblom looking good. They certainly are. I mean, all, all five of the young guys that I've named, Sandheim, Myers, Lindblom, uh, Patrick, and TK have all looked really good. Uh, and it bodes well, it just bodes well for the future that these guys who we were very much depending on uh, have, are turning out. Um, you know, we're still yet to see Morgan Frost, still yet to see German Rubstov. Uh, so I, I just think as much as I do believe perhaps it was time to move on from Ron Hextall because he had this, I don't know, belief that there is no such thing as incremental improvement if you can't win the cup, there's no sense in fixing anything. Uh, that seemed to be his. That seemed to be his mo. And you know, I just think the fans deserved a little bit better than what he gave them, especially in terms of um, refusing to address the penalty kill, refusing to address the goaltending situation, continuing to trot Andrew McDonald out there, telling us these young kids aren't ready when it uh, they very well might be. And even if they're not, they're probably better than what we already have here. Like. Man, uh, listen, Phil Myers isn't st still isn't a finished product, obviously. He's got a couple of games in the NHL. Uh, and perhaps this seasoning in the AHL improved him to the point that he is now up here and looks like he's here to stay. You know, it doesn't look like he's just a guy. It looks like he's going to be here and he's going to help this team win some games. Um, but, man, you can't tell me – his potential, even if he had a high potential for making mistakes, you can't tell me his potential to make a play uh, wouldn't have helped this team and that he wouldn't have improved playing against NHL competition uh, the way he did in the AHL. I just, you can't tell me that those things aren't true. Hey, Bill, does Bettman cut Jake a break? I mean, 
man, if I'm if I'm Fletcher, if if I'm Holmgren, if I'm Gordon, I'm cutting up tape every night of shit that is egregiously more more violent than what Voracek did. And again, I don't think what Jake Voracek did was cool. Like I think that was kind of a cheap shot. But two games is bullshit, especially like the Mantha thing, ridiculous. That boarding against uh, Nolan Patrick, one game. Like from now on, if, if you're in, if you're in a playoff race with it, like if I'm on the Blue Jackets and I'm against the Flyers, if there's a borderline hit against me, I'm just staying down. I'm just not. Nah, well, if I stay down, he's uh, Jake Vorchak's going to get two games. So uh, hey, that's probably going to help us make the playoffs. Like that's all it is now. If you get hurt, it's it's uh, like. Evgeny Malkin swung his stick at Raffle's head. <laughs> One game. One game. I'm loving that Myers and Ghost pair more and more. They've got some potential together, man. Like, I really like those two together. Uh, I wasn't sure about it to start um, just because of the risk-reward potential with two guys who like to do some unconventional things. But, man, it's – it really taxes another team having to defend five guys when they're out there with one of the top two lines. Um, it really taxes, uh, it really taxes the opponent to have to defend all five guys at all times. Manta on G needed supplemental discipline. Yeah, absolutely. That was, there was nothing on the ice and it was, it was not anything close to a hockey play yet. Somehow it just gets overlooked. I, I, I don't want to sound like a homer here, because but it it's not just because it's the Flyers. It's because the Department of Player Safety is so stupid. They just make shit up as they go nonstop. It was the number one reason I thought that Tom Wilson's suspension was going to get reduced at the beginning of the season. Not because, you know, Tom Wilson deserves the benefit of the doubt. It's because you just can't go from one to two to three to 20. Like you're just not like that. There's no precedent for it. So they just make shit up as they go. And then when things like that happen, they're like, oh, well, nothing we can do. I guess we've got overturned. It's like, no, have, have a sensible policy. Does Ghost get traded in the offseason? I mean, probably not. I doubt it. Why? Like, why trade one of your best players? You're supposed to get better. The object of this offseason is to add. Like, Gostas Bear has 70-point potential, and he's signed for, like, $4.5 through his prime. Why would you move on from that? The idea is to get better this offseason. I don't see how trading Gostas Bear makes you better. Hey, Bill, Carter Hart on Thursday? I thought there was a chance he was going to go tonight. They said he was healthy, and uh, but they did have a day off, so no practice Sunday. Uh, I guess that weighed into it. I thought there was a chance he would go tonight just because it's the freaking sends. Why not dip your toes in? Uh, you know, get get going against an AHL team. Why not? They stink. Uh, get your confidence back, get your timing down in a game that your team should be able to outscore them. Now, that's not exactly what happened. They won 3-2. to two. Um, But the thinking going into the game was we should be able to score four here, right? Four, five, no problem, even without Jake. Um I thought tonight was a good night to get him back in. Now with uh, now with Washington and Toronto, I don't know what they're going to think. I mean, if you have the confidence in Carter Hart to throw him out there against one of those teams, awesome. Let's see how he does. Um, but I, I don't know. First game back against either of those offenses doesn't seem ideal to me. But let's get him back in there, see how he does. I think Myers this year is better than Sanheim last year. 
Sanheim really didn't get much of an opportunity last year. He was up and down, moved around a lot. He certainly made a great first impression. Uh, it's only been a few games. Uh, Sanheim right now looks phenomenal. So I don't – I don't. Uh, why compare him? Just enjoy all of it. Myers seems so effortless. Yeah, when he made that play, when he made the turnover at the at the point and then caught the guy from behind, it didn't really look like he was – he wasn't in full stride. He wasn't going head down, full bore, straight like – he just was like, oh, yeah, I got you, and used his reach to poke the puck away. Like, it seemed like if he wanted to, he could have got all the way in front of him and turned around and faced him up. That's what it seemed like he could have done uh, if he had gone full speed. Like, he he's something – he and Sanheim could be really something special. And if Provorov and Ghost get back to what I think they are, man, they got some weapons on that blue line. It is good to see Provy getting over the Gord Murphy era, however bad as you thought Haxtell was. Murphy was worse. I, I don't know, man. Like, Provorov actually also had some huge – like, he was awesome last year. He was absolutely freaking awesome. Um, Provorov's having a bad season. Tonight he played well. Uh, and made some mistakes at the end still. You know, he's getting through it. This is when we said we wanted to see the kids up, even if it meant losing with the kids rather than be mediocre with the Dale Weeses and Andrew McDonald's and freaking Pierre-Edward Belmars and Chris Vandeveldes of the world. That's what we meant. Like, yes, these young guys have their ups and downs. Provorov, a great example of that right now this season. Um you see the flashes still, obviously. He's a good hockey player. He's just got to – for him, I think he's just got to get through this year. I expect Provorov to be a lot closer to what he was last season than what he was – than what he is this season, um, you know, at the start of 2019-20. Phil Myers eventually on the top pair with Provorov maybe in a year or two. Uh, he's He definitely seems to have the potential. Um I'll be interested to see how they address the blue line uh, in this offseason. I said on a show or two ago, you know, if you want to go out and buy Eric Carlson, I'm all for it. Hell yeah, let's go get Eric Carlson. Show me EK, yeah. But uh, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I, I I don't see it happening, realistically. And looking at the rest of the free agents out there, the rest of the free agents on the market, I'm not all that excited about really any of them. I definitely don't want to assign them the big free agent contracts. Um, there's always trades to be made. You can, they got a lot of assets, plenty of picks, plenty of prospects, all that stuff. So I guess if they're really looking to add more of a veteran top four defenseman, they could absolutely trade for one. Um, but I, you know, if it's if it's those two, if it's Provorov and Sanheim and Ghost and Myers, I. Who cares? <laughs> Let's, I, I've always kind of wanted the uh, the Nashville approach. If your top four is that kind of potential, ain't no pairs. We're just running four guys. You're up, you're up. We're going to play matchups. We're going to do this, that. Whoever needs a rest needs a rest. And in a playoff, she only go with four or five anyway. So it's just going to be all kind of mix and matching. Myers should have been here to start the season. They basically gave him no chance in training camp. He hung around for a little bit. But it did seem like they were just waiting for the excuse to send him down. And then he had the game with, like, the two – it was, like, two or three turnovers, like, ugly ones. And the one was just a, oh, 
kind of bad play, like a centering, uh, like a bad centering pass, basically into his own zone. Um, and it, I think it resulted in a goal or at least a good scoring chance, like a breakaway, basically. Um, and I was like, okay, you did the thing we were waiting for you to do. Go ahead, go back to Lehigh. And uh, it just seemed like while they did keep him around, uh, Friedman stayed around a lot longer, though. But like while they did give him a chance, it did seem like they were just kind of paying at lip service. And then as soon as he made the big mistake, it was like, all right, that's what we thought. See ya. Myers gives them so many more options in the offensive zone. Yeah, as much as I like Radko, you know I like Radko. Um, if he's on your third pair, you could have a lot worse third pair as long as the other guy, you know, can pass a little bit. The lefty there needs to be able to pass. Uh, can't be Hague. But it, having a righty with that type of uh, with that type of offensive upside and that type of just hockey instincts, man, that type of athleticism and puck skill. It's it's really tough to defend five guys. It really is. Who's the head guy for NHL player safety, and who would you rather see run than the current slapdick? It's George Paros, who I have a lot of respect for. Uh, George Paros played a tough role in this league for a long time and followed the code and did all the right things. Um, but, you know, and he's bright. You, know, you can't go two sentences about George Paros without hearing how he went to Princeton. Um, I... I I like how the NHL separates. Uh, I think it's smart. One of the few things the NHL is smart to do is separate Bettman from the Department of Player Safety. Like the way Goodell is, uh, is you know, the czar of the NFL and just oversees all of it, and he's the one handing down the suspensions and everything. It's just one more thing to hate the commissioner for. And I guess you can say at a certain point, why not just put all the heat on Bettman because everyone hates him anyway? Um but I think it's smart to separate him from that part of it. Um, yeah, I, I I like the idea that it's hockey guys interpreting the stuff. I, I've always thought that that was good. It's just they don't seem to have a clear-cut policy on what, like, what is what? what like, what is this worth? What? I, I don't know. I appreciate the way they put out the explanations. I've always found that helpful and something uh, worthwhile. But when it's just like, oh, yeah, we he's got no prior history. Um, lots lots of worse stuff has happened that we haven't, you know, that we haven't come down as hard on. Um, but here's two games. It just seems really just, just throwing shit against the wall. If they make the playoffs, great. Unlikely they'll win a cup this year. It'll be good to get that experience, but hopefully they start next year like the way they're ending this year. And that's – that's the big concern heading into this offseason, whether or not they make the playoffs. Um, like, I don't want to go into next year just thinking, oh, yes, Nolan Patrick is the 2C. I at least want a guy who can take that role and let Patrick surpass him if he does, or a guy who can be a high-end 3C, not Valtteri Philpola. And I know Philp is having a decent enough year at the Isles. We all know. Um, but I want it – I want a high-end guy to match in that middle six with Nolan Patrick uh, in terms of the 2C, 3C, wherever either might fall. And that's my number one priority. And that's the way I'm thinking of that is while this second half is great, 100% of my um, 
of my evidence about Noel. And I get he's only, you know, what, 20 years old, second year in the league, he's been dealing with injuries and a bad coach and situation. I know all that. I'm acknowledging it. All I'm saying is that 100% of the evidence that we have about Nolan Patrick is he gives you absolutely nothing in the first half of the season. And we can't do that again. And it's it, I'm, I'm singling out Nolan Patrick as an example of the bigger of the bigger issue heading into next year. It's not just Nolan, but he's a guy who was pegged for a bigger role this year and ran into the same trouble and the team followed suit. They need to address the problems that exist regardless of what's happening in this second half. And if guys push ahead on the depth chart, so be it. Awesome. It's a good problem to have. Too many good players is not a problem. No such thing too many good players, you know? Um, I uh, it, They need to go out and get that high-end guy. I'm not as crazy about going out and getting a defenseman. If you can trade for one without giving much up, awesome. Um, cool. Improve the defense. Um, Talbot as the other guy with Hart. All right. Uh, you know, if you want to go out and get Panarin or another high, uh, high-end forward, I'm all for that because I don't think you can have enough dynamic forwards. And, uh, but as much as I want, you know, that first line guy, cause that's, that's just fun, right? Going out and get Panarin will be exciting, but I want, um, like I want a center. That's, that's the need. That's my top need personally. Am I the only one who's going to be really bummed if Hart doesn't wear a stadium series pads at least once this season? It, well, he had some cool stuff going into that, man. It was a shame that, uh, that he didn't get to play and he didn't even get to back up. Um, it's a, it's a bummer uh, that he had to go through the injury that he went through. I kind of thought it was a cover up for, um, you know, whatever, but for his, you know, stretch of poor play, but I don't know. He's been out long enough that I guess it was, uh, that I guess it was legitimate. Um, I'm not saying he was faking. I'm just saying the organization was like, all right, let's back him off and let's just say it was an ankle so that people don't get all pissy. If you don't start Carter versus Caps or Leafs, you can't drive Elliott into the ground, so we might actually see Cam. Yeah, I, I, they might. I mean, he's got to – Elliott can't play both, right? Like They're not going to play him in back-to-backs, especially against the Caps or Leafs. Uh, so it's just a matter of if, if Harder Calvert plays. Um, I, I'm interested to see – how they play this out with the three goalies. I'm fine going with three the rest of the way. No need to kill any of them. I just would like to get a look at Talbot. If we've already pegged him as the guy who's going to be in a tandem with Carter Hart next year, and they're going to resign him. I don't know if that's the case or not, but that seemed to be the implication when they traded for him. Um, I'd like to be able to evaluate him and I'd like for the front office and the coach and whoever to be able to evaluate him and decide whether or not it's a good idea to hand him a check and say, yes, you're a goalie for us because man, if goalie play holds this team back again, that is really, really going to just suck. Like I'm tired of this carousel. And I I realize, you know, depending on 20 year old Carter Hart, um, he's going to have his ups and downs next year. He certainly is, but uh, you, and that, you need a good backup plan, and I don't see how you can come up with a good backup plan if you don't evaluate it. Like, uh, again, I think I got into this a lot on the last post game. I really appreciate Brian Elliott's effort. I appreciate that he's battled for this team, that he's battled through injuries, all that stuff. 
But going into next season, depending on him, uh, is dumb. It's just a bad idea. It's not going to work out for a guy with the injury history he's had over the last year, year and a half. We're going to have the Fab Four on D in a couple years. That's the hope, man. I mean, that was the hope when, when Hextall started drafting all these guys. Uh, when Gostas Bear came up, that was a homegrown draft pick. But still, you know, this core group of defensive, uh, this core group of defensemen uh, that they've assembled. <sighs> defensemen are really expensive. Uh, you don't want to have to go buy them. Uh, like I said, obviously, you know, if you can go get an Eric Carlson, that's money well spent because he's a, he's a true difference maker. Um, but, like, the next tier down, it's it's a stark difference between the top ten defensemen in the league and the next tier down. And then next tier down makes only marginally less than, uh, than that superstar level, and I don't think the output is near the same. Um, and when you look at, I mean – we can say uh, the Andrew McDonald contract was a while ago. Teams have gotten smarter. You'd like to think that. But look at what fucking Jack Johnson just got <laughs> this past summer. Like, no matter what, defensemen are just freaking expensive. And it's just so much easier if you don't have to go out and buy them. There's no way to afford the luxury items like Artemi Panarin if you have to go out and buy defensemen too. And the Flyers are in a good position to not have to go out and buy defensemen. Um, it seems as if they're going to be more comfortable in getting a guy who can play top four minutes, uh, preferably a veteran righty, I would guess, um, you know, to pair with this young, this relatively, I mean, not even relative, this really young group of blue liners, uh, especially since I don't believe Andrew McDonald will be back. Um, but I don't think it's a, it's a number one priority. Yes, every coach would be more comfortable having another vet on the blue line, but I don't think it should be the top priority considering the holes at center and, you know, just dynamic forwards in general. Any chance we see Moran this season in a game? I expected to see him by now. I honestly expected to see Samuel Moran um, right after the trade deadline. So I, I, I don't know, man. I guess – Injuries worse than we thought, or they're just not confident in them. Um, Myers has clearly passed them on the depth chart, so I I don't know. I I thought for sure we'd have seen him already, or at least he'd be like the seven. You know, he'd be scratched playing sometimes, whatever. Um, I I I have no idea what's going on with Samuel Moran. If Gudis and Haig were the Road Warriors, are they? Or if Gudis and Haig were a tag team, are they the Road Warriors? Um, the nineteen ninety eight Road Warriors, sure, yeah, that's that's what you know. The Road Warriors were bad asses, man. Like they were legitimate fucking mean dudes. <laughs> like they were straight up bouncers. Uh, Gudis and Haig are like the nineteen ninety eight version of them. Like, oh yeah, they're not quite uh, what they were but they still have the goofy haircuts and the spiked shoulder pads. I still haven't seen uh, – I'm going to watch, actually. I am I got a lot of wrestling tonight. I've been drinking coffee all day. i got to stay up late. Like, that's a big excuse for me. But I still haven't seen Fastlane, and then i got to watch Raw after that. I'm falling behind. But that's enough. That's enough wrestling for this, uh, for this postgame. Bill, any chance we get Simmer back? I just don't see the fit. Um, I just don't where – do where, where are you playing Wayne Simmons? What are you paying him? It's an overpay. 
Uh, I just – I hope Wayne Simmons gets a big old bag of money. I hope he gets seven years. I hope he gets everything he's looking for from anybody but us. I I just don't want to be the team that pays him. I just don't think it's a good investment. I want better players. I want a good center for the two or three C role. I want a top line winger like Artemi Panarin. I want to at least check in on Eric Carlson. Like, you know, I, I just think money spent on Wayne Simmons is money that should be allocated literally anywhere else. Um, this is the problem with a with a salary cap league. I wish we could bring back Wayne Simmons and he could age into being a really good fourth liner and a great leader for this team. Uh, he, you still use him on special teams, whatever, get him back on the PK if he's healthy. Um, but that's not the reality anymore. This is a it's a salary cap league and money is. Uh, Money is as is as important as players. Um, you just can't do it. Did Gritty eat Cam Talbot and dispose of his body? Where is this dude? I dude, I I don't get it. I I don't get it. I I keep saying I don't get it. Like I understand Scott Gordon is coaching for both his job or a future job as well as this team's playoff hopes. So every night he just looks at it and goes, "I trust Brian Elliott the most to keep me in this game." So he plays Brian Elliott, but I don't know this disconnect between what it seems like should be happening and what the coach is doing because, you know, of a comfort level, have to win every night thing. It just doesn't seem beneficial in the, I want this team to make the playoffs. Honestly, I do. Uh, I'm, I joke that I, I scheduled a, I have a vacation coming at, like at the middle end of April. Um, I didn't think playoffs would be in the way. Uh, but I want this team to make the playoffs. Like I always say, even if they get swept by Tampa Bay, 86 games is better than 82 games. Um, that said, I, I, I don't want it to, I don't want it to cloud the bigger picture here. There is still a bigger picture at play than this season in which the Flyers will not be winning a Stanley cup unless Carter Hart comes back and is uh, the next coming of Dominic Hasek. I guess Patrick Waugh would be the more, uh, would be the more apt comparison, but you know, Gritty is immortal. I'll believe it. At least they got rid of Colin Campbell. That dude was biased as hell to start, and his son got in the league and made things worse. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was Dan Carcillo uh, challenged uh, – uh, what was it? Not Brian. I can't remember what Campbell's son's name was. Shit. But, yeah, I remember it being like – I think even J.J. was like, maybe not the smartest thing in the world to go after the uh, player safety head son. I wonder if the league will fix their inconsistency with goalie interference and how they discipline players in the offseason. Heather, I don't wonder that because they won't. This league is great at doing nothing. That's like one of the things they're best at is not fixing the actual problems with the game. Love Radko, terrible second half last year, but haters got tunnel vision and forgot about his entire tenure in Philly. Gudis has been better than expected and a bargain set all last year. AMAC, I, AMAC hate I got, but... Uh, Gudis has been good and was way more likely for a bounce back than the other whipping boys last year. Keep Gudis. He is a legit three to six defender. Yeah, I have no problem keeping Gudis. Again, I prefer him on a third pair and with a guy who can pass. They just need someone who can freaking pass playing next to him. Um, you know, adding a very good top defenseman would move somebody down the depth chart and take care of that issue. Um, or bringing in someone else. 
he and Haig just can't be together. I do not expect Andrew McDonald to be on this team next year. I just don't see how they can do it. Oh, Morgan Frost cross-checked a dude in the face. He is suspended indefinitely. Well, all right. Broad Street Bully, bring him up. Oh, my God. In the offseason, we lose Lawton, Gudis, and Raffle, although I got love for them. That gives us room for Fletcher to say screw it and make an offer sheet. They don't need to lose. I mean, Lawton and Gudis are under – they have plenty of room for for anybody. They, have, they don't need to lose anybody. Raffle's gone because he's an unrestricted free agent. Gudis is under contract for another year, and Lawton is a restricted free agent. And it's going to be tough to find a fourth liner better than him. Like, I, he, they don't need to lose anybody to be able to afford stuff. They have like $38 million heading into this offseason. It's amazing what happens when you get a new coach and new management. Listen, I, I want to take nothing away from Gordon. He's doing a good job. But I've seen this team do this too many times. I've seen this team go on these late, ridiculous runs. It's what they do. Um, I, I can't just say it was all one coach and all when it's been this way for years now under three different coaches. Why not use Moran as the seventh D man if that's the plan with a forward out? I, I guess they want it. They like having the vet around. I know we don't want to hear that. I'm just telling you what I think they're thinking probably is. And perhaps Sam Moran is just not as healthy as they thought he was when they sent him to the AHL in his conditioning stint. Um, they said he had a lot of trouble getting loose and he, uh, I, I don't know, maybe he's just not as healthy as they, uh, as they thought, May, or maybe they've just given up on him. That's possible too. Maybe the Flyers, you know, this is a brand new regime. I know that Holmgren drafted him and everything, but it's been a while. It has been a while since they drafted him. It was 2013, you know, <laughs> this is going to be the sixth draft this summer. will be the sixth draft since he was taken. Um, it just, maybe they've moved beyond him, you know, maybe they think Robert Haig is already what he's going to be. I don't know. I want to see Sam Moran. If for, I just want to know for myself, selfishly, I just want to know whether he's good or bad. I don't care. I want him to be good. It would be great if he was a nice player. Um, but I just want to know. By the time we pay the five RSAs, then Nolan Patrick, then Myers, then Hart, we won't have cap space for a big tip. Yes, we will, guys. <laughs> like, these Meyer, the Myers extension is years down the line. Like, the Hart extension is years down the line. The cap keeps going up. I, you're going to be able to fit guys under the cap. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Hextall did a great job in creating cap space for us. If Moran isn't going to get time, is he better off going back to the Phantoms? He has to clear waivers if they send him down. Uh, I, I guess he's just not healthy. That's the only guess I have. He, they, he's just not healthy. So it looks like Provy has finally snapped out of his funk. He has been flying out there last couple games with him and Sanheim clicking and the emerges of Myers. They have pretty good-looking top four going forward. Yeah, I wouldn't say Provorov is playing at the level he was last season by any means, but he is very much showing signs of improvement. I will give you that, definitely. Hey, Arizona doesn't need to reach the salary basement. They don't. They're fine. Bill, Washington, Toronto, Penns, Habs, how many points do we get? Uh, let's call it five. Let's call it five out of eight. I don't know. If they make the playoffs, does Gordon become the permanent coach? I... I still think they, they want to go after the name in the offseason. I think they want to pursue Quenville. 
Uh, maybe they have feelers already out to Quenville. I assume they do. Um, and my guess is if Gordon gets this job uh, before we hear anything about Coach Q, it's because he's already gone, yeah, I prefer to take whatever other job, or I'm going to sit out next year too because I'm still getting paid. I believe he's under contract for one more year. I don't think that's what he's going to do because the money's going to be the same. Someone else is going to pay him. And these guys fucking love coaching. They just love working. It's unbelievable. My God. If I get $6 million to sit on my ass, that would be the greatest. Oh, my God. I'd have takes on every TV show ever made. That would be the life. But, yeah, um, my guess is if Gordon is named the coach before we hear anything definite about Coach Q, it's because they've already kind of had their feelers out to Quenville since they fired Haxtell. I know he had a great game tonight, so recency bias is going to be a factor, but would you resign Raffle to a two like yeah, two million for two years? I guess. I just I'm, he had a good game, and I have always said on a good team, Raffle plays a role. He is definitely as good of a fourth liner as you can come by. Like he's a very good Swiss Army knife. Um excellent utility player. I'm just kind of over him. Like I <laughs> I want something new, as, as stupid as that sounds. Like, I'm just ready to move on personally. I'm just done watching Michael Roffle every night. Just over it. Phil Myers' natural talent is amazing. Uh, was at the game tonight. Joy, geez, can he cover a lot of ice? Yeah, his, man, like, when he caught that guy from behind after the turnover, it was it looked effortless. It didn't look like he was anywhere close to getting to full speed and just pulled up alongside him. They took on Prongers and Datsuk's cap hits then, one, yes, they needed to take on some salary, but also it was more about getting assets back. They were given things for those deals, uh, and they wanted to move on from, like, Sam Gagne. Like, uh, it was just, like, there's different reasons. They Look at Cap, go to, what is it now? Capfriendly.com. They're not at the cap floor. Hey, Bill, if the Flyers open for two games in Europe, is BSH running a trip? Are you going? I would love to go. Uh, maybe, um, you know, fans of Philly is going to run a trip out there. If so, fans of Philly, no one does a better Philadelphia sports vacation than fans of Philly. My God, we went out to Vegas last year. The time we had and everything was first class. Oof, if you can travel to see one of your teams, do it with fans of Philly. See what I did there? How about D-Jack coming back, eh? Oh, man, I'll get my... Uh, Break out the old number 10 jersey. I love Deshaun, man. Provy showed signs of being a Norris Trophy contender, which set the bar very, very high. He'll be all right. Just needs to get through this year, and he will be a top two again. I have very little concern about this season in the big picture of Ivan Provorov because, yes, last year he was very good and absolutely incredible considering he's a second-year player. Um, took a step back this year. There's no denying that. That happens sometimes. Development is not linear. This is not an escalator. There are peaks and valleys. Uh, he's Yes, that's he just has to get through this year. Bill, would signing both Panarin and Jake Gardner be a great offseason? I have thought about Jake Gardner. Uh, depends on price for me. I, I don't mind Gardner. I think he's good. Uh, but I don't want to overpay a Jake Gardner. Uh, which I think is that's yeah, I think it's very likely he gets overpaid. Um, my number one priority is center. Neither of those guys are centermen. Uh, I want Couturier, Patrick, 
somebody new down the middle and somebody new needs to be able to play over Nolan Patrick and do so effectively if he regresses to first half Nolan Patrick of his first two years in the league. Now, I want to believe that the Nolan Patrick we're seeing now is the Nolan Patrick we're going to see moving forward, and he's just going to improve and become the guy we thought we were drafting when we got that number two pick. I want to believe that, and I hope it happens. But I can't go into next season assuming it the way we assumed it this year because it very much hurt us in this first half. Now, again, there's plenty of things that just didn't go the Flyers' way in the first half. I'm not blaming it solely on Nolan Patrick, but it's a concern of mine. Raffle is a great utility player. I would keep him. You know, if the price is right, it couldn't hurt. Uh, I I just would rather – I. Man, my like my hope next year is like Lawton and Hartman and NAK are on the, are on the third line or on the fourth line, and we don't need Raffle. Raffle is a very good utility player, and I like my, Michael Raffle in that role. But I I don't know why I I just I don't think he deserves a, another contract. How many contracts has he signed with this freaking team? At least two, right? Possibly he. This could be his third or this could be his fourth contract. I don't. I, let, where are you at, Roth? What's he at? Two point three five this year. So, yeah, I'm not giving him that or more next season. If he comes in at two or less, I would think about it. Maybe on a one year deal, even. But yeah, he's signed two contracts. He's he's on his third contract with the Flyers already. Like he's played four. I think they said tonight was his four hundredth game, right? My God, where are you? Where are you, Ralph? Here you go. I mean, two points tonight. He had a hell of a game. I'm not taking away anything from Michael Raffle's game or the role he could play. I'm just, man, I'm over it. I'm just over the Michael Raffle thing. He's 30 now. He'll play the second half of next season at 31. Uh, he's got 18 points this year. Uh, he's been good lately. I will give him that. Yeah, tonight was game number four hundred for Michael Raffle. That's I'm, I've seen enough of Michael Raffle. I've seen enough of Michael Raffle. I, God, I love the bromance of Patrick and Konechny. They're Riley and Jonesy, dude. They're the hockey players from Letterkenny. That is them. That is I. I I'm very much enjoying the the youthful exuberance joining our um, joining our core of veterans because. Couturier was a veteran the minute he stepped on the NHL ice at 18 years old. Uh, and he's, you know, what, 25, 26 now. And Giroux's been around forever. Jake's been around forever. I'm very much enjoying this next wave coming up, you know, uh, and joining this group and supplementing this group and making it a whole team again, not just Jake, uh, not just Jake and G dragging along uh, 16 bumps, basically. Hey, Bill, don't know if you saw the Phantoms announced tweet this weekend. Rustav is feeling good in practicing. Long shot, but maybe back in late April. Would love to see him in the Phantoms or if the Phantoms are alive for the playoffs. Uh, that'd be great just because I want it to improve his chances of making the Flyers out of camp. Uh, when I talk about what I want the fourth line to be next year, I think he's someone very much in the mix for that role. Um, I would love Hartman there. I would love Lawton there and NAK. Uh, Rubstov, I think there's a number of guys in line to uh, to potentially take that third spot on that fourth line, and I would love to see him get a shot at it, either on the wing or at center. 
I'm starting to have heart withdrawal, though. We'll get him back soon enough. Um, I don't blame them for taking it conservatively with Carter Hart because while it just does make the games more enjoyable when he plays, we can all agree on that. And while, you know, it was a lot of fun when he was on his run, um, again, looking at the big picture, Carter Hart just getting healthy and being 100% is far more important than whatever this late season push is going to come is going to turn into. Raffle is fine. Uh, just coaches fall in love with him and think he can play on the first line, which is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, that's, I mean, he did a serviceable job. <clears throat> Excuse me. He did a serviceable job on that left wing. Um, what was that, 2014? With Jake and Voracek, or with Jake and G. But, like, think about, like, that was Claude Giroux in his prime and Jake Voracek in his prime. <laughs> like, they're a physical prime, like, mid-20s. Yeah, and Raffle for – I don't want to just totally discredit him because he did it. You know, I couldn't go out there and do it, obviously, you know. Like, it's not like any bum could have gone out there and scored 21, and they were, like, all at even strength, I'm pretty sure. Um, he's a, He was an excellent four-checker for them, and he went to the net, and for two guys who like to set up guys going to the net – he played his role well, but him on a regular first, like he was there because that team had zero depth. It was, it was Giroux and it was Vorchek and that was that, um, you know, they didn't really like playing Wayne Simmons up there because he and, uh, Vorchek are both, you know, pretty much steady right wingers. Um, they went with Raffle, and it worked for a short period of time, and it was good. He did a damn good job. But, yeah, playing him on the first line like they did in the playoffs last year, absolutely freaking asinine. I thought Nolan Patrick in one of his strongest performances tonight, really creative puck movement, great vision, and responsible on both sides of the puck. So excited for the rest of his career. Yeah, the vision thing. Uh, because last year I thought, uh, I, while I have enjoyed Patrick's second-half surge here, um, I don't know. He just hasn't quite shown the same distribution ability that he flashed at different points last year, even early when he wasn't playing well. He would just make a play now and then with the puck and get it to someone, and you just go, damn. Um, not, he made a very good play on that uh, on the setup for Raffles' goal tonight, but the, the behind-the-back pass cross-ice that he made tonight, I literally stood up and went, what? Like, I scared the shit out of my dog. I'm not lying to you. Like, that, I was enthralled by that. And, yeah, I am very much looking forward to seeing what Nolan Patrick turns into. And I I need him to be what I thought we were getting in, in 2017. Like, it's just a need. Him turning out is, it's part of this the plan. If he doesn't turn out, like, uh, the plan is very much flawed. Uh, like it's it's a need that he is who we thought he was. So uh, I, I'm 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 enjoying what I'm seeing out of him. I'm just saying in terms of roster management heading into next season, we cannot assume in the first half that this is the Nolan Patrick we're gonna get because in his two seasons that he has played in the NHL, he has had two bad first halves. So we can't we just can't plan on it. If he is just a great player from here on out. That's awesome. Having too many good players is not a problem. So, cool. That'll be found money. But I just can't go in next year with 
Couturier and Patrick, and it's like, oh, well, we can move G back to center. Of course, then none of our lines will be as good. Like, I don't want to do that again. I want I want Couturier and Drew. Ah, man, I do love the Lindblom, Couturier, Voracek line, though. Like, they got a lot of options suddenly. Drew with Patrick was cool um, with Konechny over there. So they have a lot of options. BSH crew will cause an international incident. Nah, man, they're real liberal over there in, like, Prague. They won't give a shit about what I'm up, what I'm up to. If you can have any UFA on a reasonable deal, who is it? Um, I mean, I, I, there are no real reasonable deals in free agency. Like uh, Kevin Hayes is an interesting option. Um, my number one priority, honestly, in terms of attacking the center position, and I've said this a million times, so if you're here every night, you're going to get tired of me saying it. Like, I think Duchesne's an option. I think Kevin Hayes is an option. But to me, the way I would attack this is look to offer sheet Braden Point because Tampa is in cap trouble. Um If the sheet is big enough, they might not be able to match. If they start moving some things around, suddenly – it's not even about getting point. You can poach another one of their really good players because they have a lot of really good players. Um, I would be totally fine with Tyler Johnson as the 3C on this team. That would not bother me a little bit. Uh, but uh, they, uh, any yeah, in terms of the UFAs, I mean, again, Eric Carlson's at the top of my priority list. Let's give it a look. I'm here to hang out tonight. I have literally nothing going on. And it's, Jesus, it's only 1030. Is that right? That can't be right. Where's my phone? Rowdy, where's my phone? He doesn't know either because he's a bum. Uh, all right. Well, I'll believe that that's the real time. Let's look at some of the UFAs. Uh, players, free agents. Yeah, let's just go by. Let's, yeah, like, Eberly's an interesting option. Yeah, they might need a right winger. They might need a right winger for that third line. Um, if they get a center with JVR. Eberle is an interesting option. I don't, you know, Pavelski's not going anywhere. I love Panarin. Uh, don't want any of the goalies. Spez is 100 years old. Jeff Skinner. Hmm. If Skinner can play right wing, which I believe he can, that is also quite an option. Yeah. Definitely be interested in Jeff Skinner. He hasn't signed yet, I don't believe. Um, not interested in Tyler Myers whatsoever. And I like Tyler Myers. Uh, I think he's, I, I think he gets a bad rap. Like when people, oh, Tyler Myers is trash. He's not trash. I, I don't believe him to be trash. Um, I like Myers for what he is, uh, but I don't want to pay him like at all. Him just being right-handed means he's going to get overpaid. Like that's an underrated part of Phil Myers is that's found money with a right-handed defenseman. William Carlson's another interesting, ooh, William Carlson, huh? He hasn't re-signed yet? Huh. I might be looking at him. I might be giving William Carlson a really hard look. If he hasn't re-signed yet, which it doesn't... He does not appear... No, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is not. So, I like... All right, I like that we're doing this together. We're going through this together. What if we get both Carlsons? That'd be fun. Yeah, Hayes. Hayes is definitely an option. I like Hayes. Um, Broussard, I'm not paying for a declining 30-year-old. None of these other names are really all that interesting to me. Oh, Yori Laterra will be available. I've heard good things about Yori Laterra. 
Yo, Justin Williams can still play. Justin Williams is 20 goals and 44 points. Now, I don't think they should go out and get 37-year-old Justin Williams, but dude can still play. Brock Nelson, another interesting option. I like Brock Nelson. All right. Yeah, Jake Gardner's there. I don't want to pay. I don't want to be the one that pays Jake Gardner. It's got bad news written all over it. Yeah, so that's my uh oh, Thomas Vanek will be available. <laughs> yeah, so that that's that's my we'll we'll do this together thoughts on free agency there. All right, guys. I'm gonna scroll down, do a few more, and we can wrap it up. Two Carlsons would make Bill Clement short out. Yeah, just for the fun we could have on uh just for the fun we could have during the broadcasts. Let's get both Carlsons. I feel Kevin Hayes would be a great center and also a great locker room guy and bring back Justin Williams, LOL. I like Justin Williams. Dude can still play, but I'm, I don't want to pay. What if, like, what if after all these years we brought back Justin Williams and that was the – like, what if Justin Williams – and I know this is uh, – we're a while away still. But what if Justin Williams won a cup here? Like, after all this time, he came back and we did it with him. My God, how many roster spots am I giving away here? I want, like, ten guys. Sorry, Vegas killed your Mark Stone dream, Bill. Yeah, that really. A Giroux, Couturier, Mark Stone first line would just be like, oh, my God. They could match up and beat anybody in the league. Oh, my God. That killed me so bad. I couldn't disagree more in concerns to Patrick. I don't think he is a Shen-like streaky forward because his his instincts and hockey IQ are far better than Shen. I think he has had some, some rookie hiccups like most young kids. Listen. I, I'm just not assuming he's. It's not just his rookie year. He did it two years in a row, where the first half he was an actively bad player. I think he's going to be good. I hope he's going to be good. I can't go into next year assuming it, and we're supposed to take a step forward next year. I, I just think you need to address that position. If he turns out to be an incredibly productive three C or is playing second line minutes, that's awesome. And if we have three great centers that's not going to kill us. That's going to be good for us. Well, Tara is such a great line mate. <laughs> there you go. I'd love to have Jeff Skinner on this team. Yeah, me too. It would be interesting. All right, guys. I think uh, – all right, let's – all right. Yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, yeah, we're well over an hour. Thank you all so much for hanging out. Thank you for joining me live. Or if you're not uh, already subscribed to the podcast feed, please do so wherever podcasts are found. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all those places and more. Do that. Subscribe. Give us those good reviews. Uh, it helps us out a lot. So thank you and have a great week, everybody.